the volume. While March Madness takes center stage this week, here at the volume, it's merch. Madness. Just head to the volume website and use promo code Merch Madness for 20% off all merchandise from your favorite personalities at the volume. And if you want a chance to compete against Colin Cowherd and the rest of the volume, join our bracket challenge. Just head to Yahoo, find the group the volume merch madness, or type in bit.ly slash volume merch madness, fill in your bracket, and the top five finishers will win free volume swag. Celebrate the big dance with Merch Madness all month long. Let's go. Disclaimer, 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager, only $10. Deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com forward slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369-NEW-YORK. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Kansas 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org Maryland 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.100gambler.net West Virginia All right, welcome to another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. I'm your host, Alex Monaco. It is March Madness. It is the Aaron Rodgers offseason. So I had to bring on my guy, a special guest, John Dostremski, a New York native, a family member of the Ringer Pod. He hosts the New York, New York Pod. And of course, he's all over SNY TV. We're like cousins out here. Me being on MSG, you being on SNY. John, how you doing? It really is the New York media cousin gambling space, uh, <laughs> TV sharing gambling space, whatever you want to call it, Alex. But it's a pleasure to be on, man. Uh, I'm hopeful this Aaron Rodgers saga, as we tape this down on Wednesday, March the 15th, is going to be over at some point today. I am over it myself. But uh, I'm fired up, man. Tournament on Thursday and Friday, a lot cooking. What's shaking, dude? Yeah, so let's start off with, of course, what's trending on the Twitter bird here. You're you're a New York native. Again, Danny Dimes locked up on the G-Men side. But all things Jets here. And our home book at volume is FanDuel. I've watched these odds, John, in just the last week alone. I mean, the Jets are down to plus 750 to win the AFC and plus 1,500 to win the Super Bowl. They were 25 to one a cup of coffee ago. The odds are obviously emulating what is circulating in the news. We're all exhausted of it, but we're on the home stretch. The McAfee interviews around the corner. How are you feeling about the temp in the room with all things A-Rash? So I think all things considered, Alex, the Jeff fan is going to get what they need. They need a quarterback in the worst way. You think about their season. They had a quality defense. They have some intriguing playmakers. But their quarterback situation was so bad. Zach Wilson was so bad. Reached a point of no return. The game in Jacksonville, I know, at home against Jacksonville on a Thursday night in the rain was a disgrace. 
The two games against the Patriots were embarrassing. I mean, the fact that they didn't pull Zach Wilson sooner, especially in that second New England game, right. maybe that's the difference in the Jets finishing with a winning record, finishing with a losing record. If they had competent, quality quarterback play, we're talking about them as a playoff team. So I get it. Aaron Rodgers is up there in age. I understand he wasn't as good as he was when he won the MVP two years ago. But I kind of have said all along, they have no choice here. They need a quarterback who can help them win now. Their GM's job is on the line. The head coach's job is on the line. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. Cool, Jets, no pun intended, on the idea that they're going to go win the Super Bowl next year because I think you know this. The AFC is freaking loaded. Their division, for that matter, is loaded. But despite the, what's the word I'm looking for? Overreaction, somewhat, I think, in the odds shifting the way that they have shifted, Jets should be a playoff team next year. If they're not, something went horribly, horribly wrong. Two things. I need one. Are you joining us in purchasing a Jets futures? I don't know if it's sacrilegious as a diehard Dolphins fan. I, I get it. If you're if your team Finkel and I horn, completely fair. And secondly, I'm a San Diego kid. I got a New York, Long Island dad and three generations of New York in me. But I am from a championshipless town. Tell me, just paint the picture for us. Quick little Costco sample on what this will mean. Utter pandemonium. I'm in New York. I'm getting chills just teeing you up with this. What this will mean if Aaron Rodgers comes to New York? Well, it will mean a lot if they win. You know this, Alex, <laughs> right? Like, if he comes here and they go 8-9 and nine next year and Aaron Rodgers looks disinterested and Aaron Rodgers looks like he's 40 years old, the Jeff fan isn't going to be warm and fuzzy thinking about that moment in March when True. he came to the team. You know what I'm saying? That's how New York works. you got to earn it on the football field. And I think for the Jet fan, look, they're going to be fired up. The expectations are going to be higher than they've been in a decade. I mean, the Jets, think about this for a minute. They have not been in the playoffs. Forget about winning a playoff game. The playoffs since 2010. That's in the NFL, there is, that's what I'm saying, dude. With this parody galore where, you know, there's so much turnover, they have not been in the playoffs in now 13 years. So... Aaron Rodgers better provide that. And as far as the futures, and listen, Einhorn was a man, of course, as you drop a little Ace Ventura on me. <laughs> um, I'm not getting involved with Jeff Futures yet from this standpoint. I just think they are overvalued. I know the Jets have a good defense. I know you're bringing in Aaron Rodgers. But you're in a very good division. There's no guarantee you're winning that division. And my hope would be, that maybe if they get off to a little bit of a slow start, I can go and get the Jets maybe at a better number than what I'm going to get them at in March. Now, I run a risk by doing that. Jets get off to a hot start. Rodgers hits the ground running. He's throwing touchdowns to Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and whatever cavalcade of characters he's bringing to the team. <laughs> That's going out the window. Um, but I, I just am always cautious in investing in one and older quarterback and two, the trendy team. And Alex, I think we're reaching a point now. They are. I believe the Jets are going to be very, very trendy going into the start of the year. Look, we're all at the gym at the same time trying to get on the on the, on the the bench press here betting this Jets team. You don't want to be at the grocery store when everyone else is shopping. You know this in betting, John. But I digress. I just had to get your temp in the room. The value's gone, but not to say there won't be value. Maybe even sometime during the middle of the season, as you know, he's in the stacked AFC. I'm going to get your two cents on the Knicks at the end of the show, but let's roll up the sleeves here. This tournament, 
you're, you're a college basketball guy a lot more than I am. This is your month. A fascinating, fascinating bracket. I would say there's no juggernaut. There's no clear cut. I mean, I can't remember a time where Kentucky, Duke, and then UNC isn't even in the tournament. You're getting value on the, on the Giants in this tournament this year, unlike other. Let's talk this out, though, just for those listening. Six repeats ever. The history of one seeds. You got a 40.5% chance of a one seed making the final four. 21.6% for a two seed, John. Bama, Houston, and the list goes on. Do you have your bracket locked? It's the day before. Or do you like to go all the way to the evening? But just, just we're going to go corner to corner. We'll, we'll, we'll Chris Berman it. Oh, you're ready to go. But is this a tournament where you do like a one seed? Or are you going to go the Jay, Bill, Jay Billis route and go no one seeds? So I think when you're filling out a bracket, you got to be careful in saying, hey, I'm not going to put one one seed in the final four because you just spit a ton, ton of numbers out at me. Basically, got a 50% chance of a one seed getting the final four. Pretty now, much. am I going to be lame and give you all four ones? Of course not. That's that's no fun. But right. I like, you know what I do now, Alex? And it's really helped me the last couple of years. I like to look at the odds to win each region. And love it, it really I love it. helps me kind of paint a picture for what the markets and what the odds makers are telling us. What do I mean by that? I'll give you a perfect example. You look at the East region. Kansas yeah. State is a three seed. Yet, if you look at their odds to go and represent the East region in the final four, they're not first, they're not second, they're not third, they're not fourth, they're not fifth. They're like, they're like 13 to one. So <laughs> it just goes to show you that there are times the odds makers and the tournament committee aren't exactly on the same page when it comes to these teams. But uh, I'm not going to spoil my entire bracket for you yet. But I can tell you there will be at least one number one seed that will be in my final four for what it's yeah, if and if we don't if you don't want to reveal because you got to No, 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 I do. I have no problem. It's on record now. I just want it to be a little dramatic as you I didn't I didn't want to tee you up right out of the gate and say, No, no, I'm let's be dramatic. Well, let's stay in that east, John, because okay. you know, this is this is a Duke team and they were seven and a half to one yesterday on FanDuel. They've dropped to six and a half to one. We know that that fan favorites are gonna come in. You got Roach, you got Filipowski, one of the best names since Frank Kamensky. Like, look at it, Duke. Roll, I don't want to say they effortlessly rolled through the ACC, but I, do we expect multiple double-digit wins there and, and, and a, a really convincing win against Virginia, in my opinion? Do you have any hope for Duke in that corner? We got Marquette, first Big East champion, first Big East championship, excuse me, in quite some time, I believe since 0506 since they joined. Any pulse in the room, and then of course you got the seven-three Bohemoth Edie. It's a fascinating corner. All right, so I can't wait to fade Purdue. That I want to just throw that out there. I'm with I cannot you, baby. wait to I'm fade Purdue. Um, first of all, I think if they face a team that pressures, and Memphis could be the team. The problem is I don't like Memphis to beat FAU, which we'll get to in a minute. Sure, but I think there will come a point where pressure defense, a court-oriented defense, is going to give that team fits. I just can't see Purdue getting to the Final Four. And I may have had a couple of cocktails on Friday night, Alex, and I'm watching all the tournament games in the Madison Square Garden. I'm watching the ACC game as Duke's taking down Miami. Might have hopped on the FanDuel account. I might have bet Duke at 40-1. to 1. Forget about just to win the region. Wow. I think Duke is live to win the national championship. The problem is, 
And it's a big problem. The first round matchup is a scary one. Oral I've Roberts heard. So I've heard. He's a tourney darling. They got a 7-4 monster. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pretend to your audience that I've watched Oral Roberts a ton this year. I haven't. <laughs> but I, I, they're, they're a team that's got like a tournament you know, pedigree, and they've been there before, and they're an experienced bunch. I actually think, Alex, this could be Duke's toughest game in the region. It wow. sounds crazy against Oral Roberts, but I do think if they get through, I expect them in the Sweet 16. I'd love them against Purdue, and I understand why FanDuel has moved that market to win the region, and they've lowered it over the last couple of days. I'm with the odds makers or the sharps or whoever's throwing that money in because I'm on Duke too to win the East region. Well, I mean, just just talking them out a little bit more again. Shire, the turnover here. It's going to be interesting to see how he he coaches in the in the one and done. But they haven't lost in a month of basketball, John. And I'm watching. Roach gives you 23. Filipowski gives you 20 in the ACC ship. But then they had five guys in double figures against Miami. You're getting 16 off the bench from Whitehead. This is how I look at it. And again, I'm an NBA guy, way more than a college guy. You want to look at teams that are playing the hottest. And then you want to look at tournament acumen. Is there some upper upperclassmen on the team? And then you want to look at the coach. We don't have two of those three really with Duke, but it's Duke. You still feel good about them for, for those yeah, lessons. Well, I, I, John Shire showed me a lot this year because I think that's a really tough spot. You go and replace this icon. You don't get off to the fastest start. Right. And you're able to get better and better and better as the year goes along. That, to me, shows me something. And with a lot of these coaches, listen, until you get to the tournament, until you win in the tournament, that's always going to be an overarching question. But – my counter would be, listen, last year, Hubert Davis, that was his first time coaching in the NCAA tournament. Was it not? It was his first time ever coaching North Carolina. They made it all the way to Monday night. They well had a lead against Kansas on Monday night, and we know what happened there. The point being is, I think there's a blueprint for it. And if you look at the Kempom metrics, and I am, I'm not like a big nerds guy with the stats and all this stuff, Alex. I'm usually not. But college basketball, I've gotten into it the last couple of years. You kind of got to be a little bit on Listen, it's helped, me with my, it's helped me. It's helped me a lot as far as trying to fill out, fill out what I like, what I don't like, and I take it from there. Duke's been like a top 25 efficiency team defensively all year. Their offense was awful. They figured it out on offense, though. So I think the numbers and the metrics might be skewed a little bit because they're looking at a lot of those November, December games and the way Duke was executing on offense. They're a much better offensive team. Roach came back. They figured out their backcourt. I'm telling you, they're alive. The way I look at that region, and it's weird because you're talking about two teams that should not be labeled dark horses ever, Duke and Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky has not played their best basketball the year. I told you I don't like Kansas State. I think they're very overrated. And I feel like Marquette is way too trendy. I feel they're like a little, I don't like how trendy they Marquette. are, John. They're That's too the trendy thing. for me. They're too trendy I know, for me. I know. So, I'm out. so I, know. I have Duke and Kentucky. And I can just imagine your friends in Madison Square Garden thinking about that as an Elite <laughs> Eight. They are drooling at the possibility of Duke and Kentucky in the Elite Eight. So that's what I'm going with in my bracket. So take no. it for what it's worth. 
that's well said. It, that that's that's a great breakdown. Now, let, just for the sake of of time here, let's kind of loop in one of the better offenses, one of the better defenses, both in the one seed here between the South Region and the Midwest, respectively. So, let's go Midwest Houston. the The first overall one seed in this tournament is Samson's Houston Cougars. Now, for those that don't know, and again, you kind of got duped in that championship against. Memphis over the weekend because Sasser didn't play and Sasser's their best player, right? And he's a senior. He was on the 2021 final four team, but this is the best defense we can make a case for in this tournament, or it is the best defense. There is no argument. And then you have Nate Oates, Bama high pace, put 85 on you. No problem. Brandon Miller and Quinterly, Alabama high octane offense. Just want to pose this to you when you're filling out your bracket. Or we could take these two teams specifically. Do you lean the best D or do you lean the best up? It's a great question. Uh, for me, it's always the defense. Because to me, the defense is always going to travel. And with a three-point shooting team, and I know the Warriors are the anomaly in the NBA because they have right. Steph Curry. And I know Brandon Miller is awesome. Despite the legal troubles, the guy's the best player in college basketball. I just wonder... If they face a team that mucks it up, that makes it ugly, that slows them down, how they respond. And I see a potential landmine for them in Virginia. And everybody loves Furman, Alex. Everybody. And the trendy at the 13. Furman, Furman, Furman. I, I heard all the knuckleheads on CBS pick Furman. And I said, all right, I'm going the other way here. That was like my obvious selection from their reaction. So I think Virginia can give Alabama some hell. As far as Houston... Sasser's got to come back. Has to. Has to. And I think he will. I don't know what it's going to be. They might have to go the first weekend maybe without him. I just think their draw is so favorable. Indiana can get beat. I think Kent State's alive as a 13. Miami, I like them offensively. They don't play a lick of defense. And I think that's problematic. You can't win in the NCAA tournament if you don't defend at a high level. I think the bottom of that bracket... The winner of Penn State A&M is live to go to the Final Four. Wow. Texas is the other team that everybody loves. And they were great in the Big 12 tournament. They're another one of those teams. I said, trendy, trendy, trendy. I'm out on Texas. The winner of Texas A&M and Penn State, I think, is playing in the Elite Eight. But to answer your question, and I know I kind of danced around it a little bit, I am more confident in Houston going to the Final Four than I am Alabama. So speaking of the South region then, John, is it then a plus 350 Arizona's to lose? Uh, I'm not going to actually look at it that way. I'm going to give you a team that's really off the beaten path because I told you we're going to have a little bit of fun here. Come on. Give me something. Creighton. And I know they will yes. like. That's rats. why. Hey, that was a sleeper. Shout out my guy here. He. That's the play. That's the sleeper play in the South, even though they got bounced early in the Big East tournament. Well, they're a six seed, but they're not really a six seed. They're 27th in offense efficiency, 16th in defensive efficiency. They're 13 in Kempom. So the, wow. the numbers, the nerds believe in Creighton. I think they got a good draw, too, because NC State did not finish the season great. Baylor is not the same Baylor team that won a title. And, all right, they match up with Zona, let's say, in the Sweet 16. I think they can beat Arizona. So I, I like to give you one that's really different. And that's what I'm doing here, because I'm uh, Duke. I, I can't even look at them as a dark horse. I, I know they kind of are, but the I, name. Can't. I just it's the I, name. I can't. 
So I'll give you Creighton. How about that? Listen, Creighton is a six seed to go to the Final Four. Well, let's talk this out, John, because uh, again, they got they got Shireman, Namhard, uh, Coke Brenner is a seven foot adult that can hit a three. I mean, they look incredible when they're cooking. And I know Villanova got bounced in the NIT last night, but Villanova was humming up until they danced against Creighton, and that was a fifteen point effortless victory. So. What we saw against Villanova in the Big East tournament, John, do you feel in non-conference play, Creighton can bring what they can? You mentioned they're balanced, both offense and defense and scoring. Do you feel like they can bring what their best selves, I guess, in this corner? Where again, I mean, Baylor underwhelmed in their conference tournament, but I, I mean, we're talking about two conference champions in Pac-12 and SEC in this corner. I'm a, I'm a little concerned, but I love the 850 value. Well, that's the thing. I'm looking for value when you fill out these brackets. And again, you don't want to go chuck, chuck, chuck all the way. I always am a little leery of overreacting one way or the other to what you see in these conference tournaments. Because for every Kemba Walker, <laughs> I can counter with Iowa of last year. Remember, yeah. everybody oh. loved Iowa, myself included. They're great. They're Keegan Murray. They're experienced. They lose on the first freaking day of the tournament to Richmond. That was Alex. sick. They busted everybody. I had them in the Elite Eight. First day of the tournament. I might even have them in the Final Four, quite frankly. So, listen, that's the risk you run with these with these brackets. But it's no fun going all chalk. You got you to gotta, you gotta be a little different sometimes. So, that that's my off-the-beaten path one for you in Creighton. Well, and last but not least here in this, this bottom right west, speaking of off-the-beaten path, I, I think this is the most competitive corner. I think you can make a case for five teams. UCLA is in this corner. You got Campbell and Jaime. You got the defending champs, Kansas. You got UConn, who everyone is poised as a Final Four team. TCU, you can make a case who beat Kansas by 23 in Kansas earlier this season, by the way, with Mike Miles, has top 15 talent in the in the country i mean talk to me about this corner there's value all over the board this was the hardest reason for me to pick because to your point there are a lot of teams you could sell me on going to the final four now this might be my preseason future talking and maybe it influenced <laughs> me alex and the way i kind of set up this bracket i love Chaquez and i love tiger campbell i can't get enough of those guys they're tough they're experienced they're battle-tested. Now, you lose Clark. He's the best defender on your team. It's huge. That's a monster blow. Like, if they had Clark, this would be a without hesitation UCLA pick for me. I'm still going with UCLA. And I think the odds makers agree with me because they're favored still to win this region ever so slightly. They're co-favorite with the number one seed, Kansas. You know what it is with Kansas? I know it's a different team. It's different. And it, basically, the entire roster is yeah. different than what you had last year. It's so hard to repeat, though. So many things need to go right. So many right. bounces of the ball need to go your way. I think they get picked off. They're too Jalen. They're too Jalen Wilson heavy. I mean, Grady Dick falls off a cliff. They lose by twenty to Texas. Yeah, How he's do we too make a, It's too. That? What's the word? The the volume. No pun intended. Is way <laughs> too up and down. It's way too much of a roller coaster with him. Right. Way too much. I think UConn would beat them. If UConn gets to the Sweet 16, I think UConn beats them. And then UConn's size could be a problem for UCLA. UCLA's got to hope they have their big back by then. But how cool would it be, Alex, if we get a Gonzaga-UCLA 
Sweet uh, 16. You let me my next point. Give us, the, give us the Suggs rematch. Timmy with the headband still in it. We need it. We need it for our college basketball tournament souls, John. Yeah, and Gonzaga is usually one of those teams I never like to take. I actually think this year, Alex, they're kind of a little under the radar because they're not a one or a two seed. Right. They're not getting that same national attention. I think they get to the Sweet 16, although the TCU game, if TCU wins and Gonzaga wins, that will not be an easy game for them. TCU is tough. They are really, really tough. But I, I think the narratives and the storyline set up in this one. I think we're getting Gonzaga and UCLA. I love it. And look, you don't have to you don't have to go there with me because I'm 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 halfway home to feeling like UCLA may cut down the nets again. Well, I'm there. So I'll take it a step further. Listen, the the best case scenario for me, I'm not gonna lie, would be a Duke UCLA Monday night national championship. Because (laughs) then I'm like Biff Tannen, I'm like Biff Tannen back to the future too. I can't lose. That is it right there. I love it. Well, hey, I appreciate the breakdown. I would be remiss if I didn't get at least the pulse in the room on the New York Knicks on my way out of here. I'm screaming like a madman, Jerry, all over the place that this team's going to win the East. I It's too late for me. I'm already on them at 11,000 to one. I took them again at 42 to one. Now they're below, thir- now they're below 30 to one, John, and people are, are at least... Maybe looking behind them that maybe it won't be the Knicks, but it might not be Boston. The East to me, outside of a a healthy, consistent Milwaukee team, is wide open. I'm taking a flyer. We're in the month of March Madness with value galore. Are you joining me as a a Knicks, as a Knicks diehard? Or or is it like a jinx? Um, I wouldn't say it's a jinx. I think they're a live team. I think they're super spunky. They're super competitive. They need a healthy Jalen Brunson. Like, I can't stress this enough. Oh, it's if done. Jaylen it's Brunson done without not healthy, You basically took money and lit it on fire. I'm going to say this. I think your number, you said 40-something to one, which is great value. Great value. I think the Knicks will win their first-round series. If they match up with Cleveland in the first round, I think the Knicks will beat Cleveland. It will not be easy. Donovan Mitchell's storyline will be great. They will beat Cleveland. The Celtics series is fascinating because you know this. They've played very well against Boston this year. They went to Boston twice and won in the Boston Garden. Not once, but twice. I think they would give the Celtics hell. Now, ultimately, do I think they're winning that series? No. I got to respect the Celtics and what they did last year in the postseason. And I'm going to be deferential to Boston. And I hope that maybe I'm putting a little reverse jinx on it. But if you could get the Knicks up in that series against Boston, Alex, you could start working hedge numbers. You really could. I mean, could. that's what I'm saying. Look, at, even if at 42 even if to one, if they're up two games to one, let's say, and you know the Celtics are facing that like critical game for at the Garden, you could look and say, okay, I got Boston to win the East at this. Milwaukee, who I think is ultimately going to win the East. I think they're playing the best basketball out of anybody. I think Giannis is a man on a mission. I think he's dying to get back and win another NBA championship. I'm with you. You could kind of play the market as such. Um, I don't think the Knicks are going to the NBA Finals. I do think they win in a playoff round. So, you know what, Alex? Why not? You you want to let it let it rip a little bit and have a little bit of fun? I, I'm down. I'm not going to talk you out of it. Hey, I'm wanting to rip. It's down at 30 to 1. So, look, I got it. At, I put $33. I bought Patrick Ewing owed at 11,000 to 1 for fun. 
Now we're staring at 31. I could cash that out for an ROI right now, buy a third of an Ethereum. I'm not. But the point is, 30 to 1 still, John, there is decent, I would say, value on the board. You need the Knicks to be in that five seed, though. If they fall out of that five seed and Brooklyn catches them, I don't like their first round matchup as much with Philadelphia. I mean, you have to feel the same way, right? If they fall out of the five, I don't like the Knicks as much in the first round if they're taking on Embiid. With the way he's playing, that's problematic. It's very problematic. Mitch Rob, I heart. Look, they, I just want the Knicks to, they, they're not going to, I feel offensively they can score with anyone, at least in the regular season, in the series, in the grown man playoffs. I would like to see him go 90s bully ball. And I think between Mitch Rob, Randall, Brunson is an NFL running back in a, in a point guard body. They have a lot of dog, especially adding Josh Hart and QG from the Samson Houston Cougar land. This team plays D. I mean, the bubble playoff, the bubble year, the Knicks were right behind Vogel's championship Lakers as far as defensive pedigree. They have it in Tommy Tibbs' arsenal to play playoff D. That's why I'm optimistic. I can understand that. And listen, you need Bronson. Josh, how good has Josh Hart been? How good has Josh Hart been? That guy Look, is a dog. He gets after it. He is exactly the sort of guy that New York's going to fall in love with. He's tough, I'll get, uh, absolutely gets after it, stud. I'll get you out of here with this. I'm okay. all over these. Three caches in the last 72 hours. NBA players are wide receiver divas. Eight out of 10 of them. Take a player against his former team on the prop market. I took AD over 40 and a half last night. My guy cashed by th the third in New Orleans. Josh Hart against the X in Portland. PRA. I mean, you're Larry Lamp by intermish. Think cash, baby. Think the only it. one that you missed, and I hope you didn't play Cam Reddish. I hope those props came out too late where you said, nah, I'm not playing Cam Reddish against the Knicks. No, we're not going. Look, we got to go players that had impact that felt like they shouldn't have left their Brand team. Is. Not guys that were that. benched, breaking wedding crashes. Not lottery boss. I get it. I get it. There you go. Hey, John Jastrzemski, the host of New York, New York on the ringer. Absolute. One of the best pipes in the game, in the podcast game. I'm not kidding. I love, love that we got a chance to rap. Appreciate you. Hopefully, we'll get to do it on set and do the real thing soon, my man. Alex, anytime, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. All right, we're going to get out of here with a little FanDuel ads. This March, take a shot at College Hoops with a no-sweat bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account right now. All customers can tip off the tourney with a no-sweat bet. Just sign into your FanDuel Sportsbook account to claim yours today. Or if you're new to FanDuel, go to FanDuel.com forward slash Monaco to get in on the action. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to that 5 versus 12 seed matchup you've been eyeing so many teams to like in the tournament you got houston bama long shot duke with it can marquette make some noise how about ucla with a couple of quality seniors all on an app that's safe secure and super easy to use and fanduel is now live in massachusetts download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers boosts and more there's no better place to bet the tournament than fanduel sportsbook just go to fanduel.com forward slash monaco to join now or sign into your fanduel sportsbook account to claim your no sweat bet today make every moment more with fanduel disclaimer 
21 plus in select states. First online real money wager, only $10. Deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com forward slash sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369-NEW-YORK. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com forward slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org forward slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Kansas 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org Maryland 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.100gambler.net West Virginia The Volume